Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a Q&A episode and I have three questions I want to dive into. But before I dive into those questions, I just have a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review and that will help more people find this podcast. And again, I appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. Next, I have my one-on-one online coaching service. So if you're sick of just focusing on weight loss and instead want a body recomp, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's at least one to two things outside of the training and nutrition program that's typically keeping people from seeing the results they want to see. So we really dive into that and figure out what that is. If you're not interested in full coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for you. And then lastly, if you aren't interested in either of those things, but you are interested in learning more about a body recomp, I have my 75-minute masterclass on body recomp, what it is, how to do it. And you can find that link in the show notes. And then lastly, one more thing, you can follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. And I did have somebody reach out and ask me how to say my last name. And it's Hain. I always say Hain's underwear, but without the S. It looks like Hoenn. It's been called so many different things, but it's actually Hain. I thought I, I thought that was interesting. I wanted to go over that. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's question. So first question I have is, do you think doing one hour of cardio every day reduces gains? And I like this question because this is, this is something that I had thought originally too, right? Oh, you don't want to do cardio. You're going to lose all this muscle. You're going to look skinny, whatever it may be. But I think the issue with that is cardio you know, what is cardio, right? I think that's the big thing. And that really is, what do you consider cardio? Is it steps? Is it going out and going mountain biking for multiple hours? Is it running multiple miles? I think that's the first thing you need to figure out what exactly cardio is. And I say that because it really depends on what it is made up of in terms of if it's, if an hour of day is going to reduce gains. I think a lot of times people want these black or white answers with things, and it can be easy to be like cardio one hour a day, bad. But again, that's not the case. We have to dive into this a little bit more. So again, it depends on what that cardio is made up of. One hour of walking per day, no, that's not going to hurt gains, right? But one hour of running every day or something more high intense may start to impact your gains and the progress you can make from a muscle building standpoint, the more you do them. And with that out of the way, I wanted to go I wanted to go over that first, right? I think it's important to figure out what exactly you're doing with cardio. I made this post a while back and it was cardio will only affect your gains if one, you're not eating enough regularly. So if you're always in a deficit, you know, that's going to be something that is going to, you know, affect you being able to build muscle and you're doing a ton of cardio on top of it. So you do a ton of cardio outside of weightlifting, right? Say you only lift twice a week, but then you do three, four plus times a week of higher intense cardio, then it's going to start to play a bigger role. If you go low protein in, in combination with this, that's going to start to affect affect cardio affecting gains. You have poor muscle building training, right? So it's like you go in and train, but you're not your, your protocols aren't really geared towards muscle growth. It's high intense type stuff, or maybe the volume's just super low, whatever it may be. You're not in that kind of sweet spot there. Your muscle building training isn't great, or maybe you're just like staying too far away from failure, whatever it may be, you can improve that. And if you improve your training within it, that's going to allow you to maintain your gains and make gains. 
and it's just programmed poorly. If you're trying to maintain gains, increase your gains, but you're uh, doing a ton of cardio right before you're lifting, you're doing it on the same day, it's, and it's affecting your cardio starts to affect your weight training because you're fatigued from it, then it's going to start to impact your gains more. And so here's just some tips on how I incorporate cardio if muscle growth is a client's goal. I'm going to choose lower impact cardio if, if I can. So walking, bike, rower, elliptical, things that don't have a lot of like wear and tear, right? So like running, Stairmaster, I, the, to me, those are higher impact type stuff there on it. And again, just doing things that don't fatigue your muscles a ton are going to be key there. Do them on different days. If you can separate them, try to do that. You want to separate it as, as far as possible from each other. Lift weights before cardio if you do them on the same day. Now, again, this is going to come down to what your goal is. If your goal is more cardio-based, then maybe you do cardio first. But if your goal is to maintain gains or increase your gains or not lose your gains, you probably want to do your weights before you do cardio. So you want to manage your volume, frequency, intensity, and duration of cardio, right? This means that you probably don't want to go out and run five miles every single day. You might run five miles on an off day. And then the rest of the time you're doing low impact stuff. Instead of doing four days a week of cardio, maybe you're just doing two, maybe you're instead of two hours, you're doing 30 minutes, right? So managing these variables that, that allows you to still be able to progress your weight training sessions is going to be key there on that. And then just like you take deloads for weight training, take lighter weeks of cardio from time to time. I think that's another big thing that people overlook. They don't think about doing is they taking a week where you do back off a little bit, just like, I, I think I went over this in my last episode, but just with building muscle, you can get away with doing less and, and you're not going to lose gains. Same thing here with cardio. So take those lighter weeks and saying all this, how I do cardio with clients is we're going to, we're going to weight train. That's going to be, again, these are people that are looking to improve their body composition, right? They want to have more muscle, less body fat. We're going to prioritize the weight training. Like that, that has to be high priority. So if we're going to make sure we're doing that at least three to four times a week and the cardio is not interfering with that. And then ideally the rest of the time, most you can do, there, there's some benefit probably of doing some like zone two type cardio. Maybe once a week you go and do some type of activity that you enjoy, even if it's, you know, higher intense, whatever it may be. But then the rest of the time, we're just focused on hitting a step goal. For example, for myself, building muscle is high on the priority list. And this is a little bit more of an extreme case because like, I want to continue to just build as much muscle as I can. So for me, it's weight training five times a week. The rest of the time I'm getting 8,000 steps. And then once a week, I'll go and play hockey for about 30 to 60 minutes. And, but that's also with me having trained for a long period of time and still wanting to add more. Somebody that is relatively new to training and isn't necessarily trying to get super, super jacked, maybe you can get away with a little bit more cardio and whatnot. So I think that or just looking for this black or white answer and it's not, you know, it's a little bit more complex than that. And so I just wanted to go over that. So again, if you have any questions on this, let me know. My next question is how small of a deficit for body recomp and how long can you send in that deficit? I don't think there's an exact number here to this. I think it is as with everything that I go over, there's probably a, there's not an exact number and it's more so based off of how you feel and your training performance. And saying this in a body recomp, if somebody's main goal is, so there's different ways I would go about this. Somebody, a body recomp, again, is just, it can be building, it can be building muscle and losing body fat at the same time. It can also be building muscle without adding body fat, right? But it, again, it can also be that simultaneous. And now where you fall just depends on where you've been. And again, if somebody's goal, it's also dependent on if somebody's goal is to add as much muscle as possible, or is it to get leaner, right? So in this situation, say you're somebody who 
you know, you, you want to build muscle, you want to maintain muscle, but you're not necessarily trying to add a ton, right? So in this case, we would put you in a small calorie deficit and, or you're somebody who is a little bit more overweight, higher body fat percentage. In this case, we would go uh, on the the lower set, like on a small calorie deficit, right? And that's going to be about 025 to 0.5% of body weight loss per week. That's where you're going to be at. And so there's going to be a little bit of a trial and error and finding where that is, but that's the, de- that's the deficit that, that we would be at. And as far as how long you can sit there, this is going to come down to how you feel overall in performance in the gym. And this is going to be different for everybody. So again, there's not an exact number here for how long you can sit here because, you know, since maintaining building muscle is important for body recomp, we need to make sure training is going super well, is going well. And so it's super important that we make sure that's in a good spot. The moment that the reason I say 0.25 to 0.5% of body weight per week for your deficit is because that's going to allow you to lose body fat, but also still build muscle, right? The larger the deficit goes, the tougher it's going to be to build any amount of muscle, no matter, no matter your training history and things like that. And then also though, the larger the deficit, your training is going to start to get impact. And those two probably go hand in hand. So we want to make sure that training is in a good spot. The moment that things start to slow down training wise, and you maybe start to feel hungry, progress really slows down. That's probably a sign that run the course with that deficit. And you either need to go back to maintenance or go into a more dedicated fat loss phase at that point. I would say this number could be anywhere from eight to 24 weeks that you could do this give or take a little bit longer. So just to give you an idea of how long, I would say anywhere from eight to 24 weeks. But again, we're trying to, we don't want to be in too large of a deficit because we want to make sure that we're building muscle in the process. And again, the longer, the larger the deficit, the no matter your background, the least likely that is that you're going to do that. So that's why we have that smaller deficit. This allows you to lose body fat, build muscle. Again, we will probably be in this range, in this body recomp for about eight to 24 weeks. Again, give or take a little bit. And then from there, you have to decide, hey, do I go to maintenance? Do I go to a small surplus? Or do I go to a more dedicated fat loss phase? And that ultimately comes down to what you want to do. And again, I go over this in great detail in that 75-minute masterclass, which a link is in my bio. So if you're interested in learning more about that, how we go about it, the ins and outs of it, that video is going to be for you. But I thought that was a great question. And then to stay on the topic of body recomposition, I did have another question. Is body recomposition easy in your 30s? And I answer this question. I wouldn't say it's easy, right? Changing your body is not an easy process. Okay. It's not like you're just all of a sudden going to be able to do it, but it hundred percent can happen. Like you're in your thirties, you can totally do it. I just think that people make it tougher than it has to be by one, how they go about fitness and nutrition in, in general. Again, usually when people get into f- to fitness and nutrition, it's, Hey, I'm going to do all this cardio. I'm going to restrict my calories. I'm going to go low calorie. I'm just going to try to get weight off as quickly as possible. So I think that thought process hurts people's ability to be able to recomp. They're not, what they're doing is not setting themselves up to be able to do it. Changing that mindset is going to be key. And again, this is going to come down to you going with maybe a slower rate of weight loss per week. Maybe it's you not doing as much cardio as you normally do, right? So again, it's changing that mindset and your strategies around fitness and nutrition. That's the first reason why people make this tougher than it needs to be. Second, there's a mismatch in what you are doing versus what outcome you're trying to get. For example, a person wants to look better. So everything they do is weight loss focused because they think that's the right thing and they end up focusing on the wrong thing. So it goes hand in hand with that last one. But again, it's like you're working hard, but you're just focused on the wrong thing. So it's a, it's a mis- mismatch in terms of what people want. Plus, as you age, recovery slows down, usually from poor sleep and lifestyle habits. So again, focusing on that is going to be key. 
And you usually increase your responsibilities outside of the gym, meaning you aren't going to progress like you did in your teens and 20s. So I think that's the other mistake. And this kind of goes back to how people go about fitness and nutrition in general is they think that, oh, hey, this is how I got in shape when I was a teenager. This is how I got in shape in my 20s. That's what I need to do now. But you don't realize that as you age, recovery slows down. Even in your 30s, it's like things are going to slow down, especially if you have poor sleep and lifestyle habits. Like you could have gotten away with that stuff in your teens and 20s, but you're not going to be able to get away with that anymore. But then you also add in the fact that people typically have more life responsibilities outside of nutrition and training than they did in their teens and 20s. So it just makes it way tougher. So you have to learn how to manage all those things. And again, improve things outside of the gym. Because I think that's the big thing is people think they just need to improve training. They need to do more training, but it's it's also looking at things outside of the gym becomes more important as you get in your 30s. So finding the best way to balance it all and changing your mindset around nutrition fitness is where I find people struggle the most and why it's tougher for people to have that body recomposition in your 30s. But it can totally be done. Just because you're in your 30s doesn't mean it can't happen. So it can totally be done, but I think it's going to come down to you changing things you do outside of the gym as well as your mindset in training and nutrition. Hopefully that was helpful. And that's it for this episode. And I will chat with you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit JHHealth.net. See you next time.